0: Geek shock.
1: shock No, I'm, I'm saying talk to Andy So my how my 45-year-old sleeping bag is no longer useful it's really, Dude, wait, I told me. you that is it not a good me.
0: nickname for your dick 45-year-old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping bag, huh? When I was 10,
1: my parents gave me a sleeping bag and told me it was very expensive That I need to take care of it and I have. But after 45 years, it no longer keeps me warm when it's below freezing outside.
2: No? You, you know sleep no. bag technology has advanced by quite a lot. Well,
1: I'll, <laughs> I'll find out when I replace this one. But it doesn't keep me warm Fiber enough.
0: I, I when he was getting that bag out, I think I heard like a, Oh, leave me alone. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Let me die.
3: <laughs> What? Pull the fucking plug. Uh, what, what's it stuffed with? Asbestos?
1: Uh, <laughs> down, I think. And lead, 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 and asbestos. There you go. <laughs> I, think, I think it's actually down. I think it's actual feathers.
3: So, so over time, the feathers have poked themselves out. Because those down sleeping have, bags
1: yeah. are pokey. Yeah, it could be nylon filler. So I don't know. It, it was it was the top of the line 45 years ago, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, I, I woke up and my, my ass was literally freezing. My, my buns were numb. Oh, wow. Yeah. You
3: went camping. Yes, I did. All right. I'm going to start the show <laughs> before we go to this topic.
0: <laughs> yeah, folks, just no, for a little context. <laughs> no, this was in his bedroom. I refused to turn on the heat. Fuck that noise. He wouldn't be the first one that send that to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: That's what I was
2: thinking. Seriously, though, what's the point of camping? There's no point.
3: Welcome to Geek Shock number four seventy. I am Master Torgo. Commander K. Fact Jack Dandy. Maple Leaf Matt, and we're to talk week and geek. And Andy went camping apparently yeah, with Major Meh. with Meh. and Rum Ma- Cake and well, Rum Cake. And the many Meh and Rum Cake spawn. How many do they have? Four. Four. So it was. That they talk about. It was the party of six plus you
1: plus me. Yeah, seven. A lucky. It's a lucky number. It's true. That's why they had to have me along. It's like the. <laughs> Where did you go camping? Valley of Fire. Okay, so that's a little north of Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. In the Moapa Tribal areas. Yes, past the Moapa trials, Yeah, I remember that. Moapa Tribal Enterprises, yeah. So what'd you do? Uh, We uh, ate lots of food, and we hiked on big, crazy rocks, and uh, we went to go find where Kirk died. We think we got pretty close to where Kirk died.
0: They
3: they didn't get there.
1: Well, we, we... we, looking at the pictures, I think we were right on it. We didn't find the bridge. So that's up.
3: the point. you got to find the bridge.
1: Yeah. Well, that's all I'll do next time I go up there. So Generations
3: I the, yeah. was filmed. That The final scene was filmed up in the Valley Fire area. Yeah.
1: But uh, I was going to use my phone and use the little website stuff to try and find the little markers. But there's there's no service up there, so I got to print yeah. stuff up. When yeah, I that go up. makes it a little. I got to print up some pages, and that's when I'm up there next time.
3: No service in the middle of the desert. Yeah. So, it's been cold in Vegas. It's been cold. It's, well, I mean, it's not like Vermont cold. Sorry, Matt, yeah, poor man. But it's cold for Vegas style. We we're getting down in the 30s at night. Oh you know? my god! It
1: was. I think it was pretty close to freezing when we were camping. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And well your buns were frozen.
3: And and you brought your your
1: down forty five year old sleeping back, yeah. What kind of tent? Uh that was another problem. I couldn't oh. dig out my tent out of the uh you made a storage lake. unit. Please tell me so you I bought a oh. tent tent that I hadn't really looked at. And uh it's it's a great tent for the summer. But it's it's, it's got a <laughs> I like that. It's got a you know, it's it's got the little screen on the top so you can look up at the stars oh, and the nice. air's out. But uh yeah, it that, that right doesn't in. hold any heat. Yeah, again. no.
3: The rising heat just goes yeah, away. Just
1: straight out. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I had the rain the rain cover on, so it covered up most of it, but there was one side, the side that happened to be facing the wind, where the wind is <laughs> straight
3: in on me. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's 30-some degrees. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sick? camping. It's so fun. Oh, I can't believe I missed it. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you eat? Right. Uh, what did we eat? We had... Um, uh, in the morning we had uh, eggs and uh, and, and uh, um. Yeah, I know you don't like eggs and. Uh, you don't like eggs. Oh, murf O'Brien? Potatoes, O'Brien?
2: I, I know this, but I mean, I'm just shocked. You should
3: eggs. This has suck. come up several no,
2: times. They don't. Eggs egg, eggs no, eggs are great. Eggs a Canadian thing. No, eggs are great. Are they not? Yeah. Eggs are great. See, see. I like yeah. eggs. Yeah. I like uh, hamburgers. Egg,
3: eggs are a great ingredient for cakes and cookies. Oh, we had cookies. We had rum cake, brought cookies.
2: I'll oh, see that that see, right there makes cookies. it worthwhile. That's
3: how you eat your eggs, yeah. you know. Yeah. If,
2: if you hate eggs, you shouldn't be allowed to <laughs> put them in baked goods. You should just eat it like eggless like, fucking shit, dude.
3: I will have. I will make. I want to
2: see bake off like that. The most no
3: wonderful whiskey sour you've ever had <laughs> with egg white. It's fantastic. However, the moment you put that egg solo in a pan, I'm out. What if you pour the whiskey
0: sour in the pan? So so far that es- seems weird. So so far, I've established you don't like camping and you don't like
1: eggs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh oh, I, I hate camping. It's ridiculous, It's utter ridiculous. I, I love my camping. camping <laughs> I clear cut your little campsite, and I build a four star resort. And I look out the window and I see nature. That's good enough for me.
3: Mm-hmm. Matt and I are going to start a new podcast called uh, Eggs and Camping, and yeah. it's going to be <laughs> just just a stream of hate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like a Jack Spratt thing he, <laughs> he hates camping, you hate eggs But together you can do the podcast Together we yeah. play Warhammer Yes.
2: <laughs> and then at night you hate Sit around a campfire and pretend you like each oh, other Oh yeah, we had a campfire yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you, and, and you talk They ran and out, out of when, wood
0: quick though <laughs> mm.
1: We had a good campfire, it was nice that, Yeah, that was uh, good Should've Couldn't slept. keep a campfire in the tent though. Yeah, should have slept next to it. It'd probably been better. Well, what I ended up doing was uh, skipping <laughs> in my car. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You slept
0: in your car? Eventually, yeah.
3: Wow. Yeah. That's how bad it got. That's oh, camping yeah. for you.
0: <laughs> now, some people they go to Hollywood and live like that for months yes! before they become stars. Right, Andy. That's camping. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it it
1: it was just way too cold for camping. It, it, was, it was it was nice. Yeah. It was cool to be up there, but uh, cold to be up there. But uh, yeah, I'll probably you know, I'll probably hold my camping off till the warmer parts of the years.
3: You know, what, not, you not know why? Not the summer I hate camping. Why, you hate, I'll why tell you, you hate, why I hate camping? I wanted to know.
2: Camping in Canada fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, I would think okay? so. I would All right. No, it's not always
3: cold. Okay? No, I know. It's, it's, I know.
0: Sometimes it's warm and there's lots of mosquitoes. They've got moose that'll kill you.
3: Yeah, <laughs> the, for two months it's warm enough to go camping, and then the moose come out. But and the
2: rain and the fucking elements, and then you audit, you you. Back in the day, you brush up against your tent. Then it's game over because oh, now the I remember that. just fucking comes in. It's like, fuck, we got it in, boys. Yeah. Man, I've gone so camping stupid.
1: with assholes back with the old canvas tent days. Oh, you touch it the just inside. would touch it right above like, your oh. head while they're sleeping. Oh, fuckers. You don't know about this. You I don't, don't know, know about this. this. No, tell okay, me about this.
2: Okay, so you unpack your tent. You get out of the box or whatever the bag, whatever comes in. Um, you set it up. You do not touch it because it breaks like. Um, it breaks the seal, basically. Kind of. Yeah. But. Something stupid, so wherever you touch, so you can pl- you get some real jerks. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean like you
3: just like rub your finger and then yeah, just, it yeah.
1: creates a sieve, it creates capillary yes. action. Oh, Straight through. really? Yeah, uh,
2: that doesn't happen capillary. anymore. Capillary doesn't happen anymore. I don't think. Right? No, because nobody uses campus now. tents. Yeah. They're heavy as hell, and it,
0: they it don't. It doesn't roll. happen anymore. <laughs> they passed the law in Congress. It stops when they. I'm sorry, no, Parliament. No, it's no, when tent
3: technology is advanced. It's when they stop stuffing sleeping bags with asbestos. Yeah, absolutely. And then black flies? I
2: think maybe mosquitos? Oh yeah, black flies. flies. Yeah, black flies. Damn. I'm against black, black flies. No. racist. <laughs> no, they're actually called black flies <laughs> and know. they're carnivorous fri- bleh,
0: fries, Flies. We had them on Long Island on the beach. Actually they 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 had very iridescent 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 it's, ab- it's, abdomens. Wow, that just happened. <laughs> and they're like they're like these <laughs> you cook. He corrected you. <laughs> ah, that's my anyway, job. That's what, what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I'd done it wrong. I know, but uh, they're big ass mothers and they bite you, and so you that's get these deer big flies old or horse flies. Deer yeah. flies and horse flies.
1: They, yeah. they, I, no, they're different than black flies. No, I know, but I'm saying the the three of them together. They're, they're, I, I, I don't know which one's worse, but they're all pretty bad.
2: And then you're like, oh, it's dark finally the black flies have gone in and the horse flies and all that and then the fucking mosquitoes launch their assaults mm-hmm. and you're a redhead
0: oh yeah they're like mm, <laughs> boy you just sit right there mmm <clears throat> you can camp out in Valley of Fire and not worry about mosquitoes there you go yeah just the scorpions tarantulas and rattlesnakes <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm actually fine with that okay that you're, I'm fine with right sure cause you don't know cause like like they have any of that shit in Canada there's
2: Black Widows and Rattlesnake. There's that there's a thing. Rattlesnake. In there weather. is a Rattlesnake. There's a. one. The Moose <laughs> His name is Larry. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. Called the Mississauga, ra- the Mississauga Rattler for all you <laughs> snake people out there. Mississauga Rattler. Ooh, r- a poisonous. Rattler. That's
0: yeah. neat. It is. That's very neat. I actually, uh, friends took me camping to have a pie which mm. is a park. I, I think thing. I will. Thank you. Yeah. And... Uh, Uh, Did you hike into it? Yes. Oh my god, it was agony. That's one of my ones I want to do. What's a Havasupai?
1: It's a five
0: mile hike. Well, you you've been there. Go. It's 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 in a it's at the edge of the Grand Canyon. Okay, and it is deep in the earth. You're literally inside a canyon that uh, is its own ecosystem because of the river. So it is very thick vegetation, very green. Um, and, uh, you know, at, uh, in fine American tradition, it used to be a holy area for native peoples and is now a campground, <laughs> but it is, it I is. I think it's a campground known by the native Americans. Yes, it right. is. Okay. It is.
2: So they've, they've, they've they they yeah. Yeah. it. So
0: <laughs> you, um, you drive up to the edge of the Canyon. It's really cool and dramatic too, Torgo. you'd love it. The entrance is a switchback down a cliffside. Oh, and those. that begins the six mile trek into the can. They do have a helicopter ride for the week, but supposedly <laughs> we were strong. So we did the hike and it was horrible. I was, was it? I was so beaten up and sore because gear. Oh my god. And and coming out, I actually was gasping for breath. I was like,
3: "Eh, eh. you are going back up those switchbacks?"
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you it,
1: drive down the switchbacks, but you have to hike into No, no, you drive to the switchbacks. Go backs. to the switchbacks. So you
0: you hike down the switchbacks. Yeah. And back oh. up It's again, fun and man. dramatic too cuz it's just like it's literally like in the movies, just back and forth down the cliffside. Um and when you get in there, it's beautiful. It is so beautiful. You, you went down to the falls, though, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, keep going. and uh, you there, know
2: what I would do? Drive a drone down there. I sit at the top. Oh, look! It, it's beautiful. That's <laughs> that's my that's my area camping there. So okay. we chose
0: one campsite. It right beside a river that's going through, and there was literally a little island about uh, the length of this this living room, so twenty feet or so, that had. Um, a picnic table on it, oh. but then also had some space, and that's where I set up my tent, so I was on the island, and there were logs that were dropped across the river to the island so you could cross, <clears throat> and I stayed there, and the reason I'm bringing it up is, at night, bats would come up, Ooh. and it was so cool, because I would turn on the light, and the bats would get attracted to the light, and I could literally spin in a circle with the light like a lighthouse strobe and oh, the wow. bats would get in the light and so i'm spinning in a circle watching these bats fly which was incredibly cool that became like my my uh, little tradition uh there mm. are these wild tradition. dogs
3: i'm hmm? you go there all the time no
0: but uh, on the camping night, trip oh okay, okay no no if, if we were there for for a couple nights Right. So every night I would just do that. You don't and, hike in six miles and then hike out the next and day. And it is no. Andy's <laughs> right. You're you need that time to rest. And um, uh, saying wild dogs. It uh, yeah. Uh, these 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 friendly friendly feral dogs who just come out and hang out. There was I think I managed to get a picture. It's it's unfortunately it's in the days of paper pictures uh, so so hard to post so those. it's 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 like somewhere in a box but there was one log a friend was walking across and she was all like oh god oh shit. and she was like and there was one dog that came up behind her and it was the look on the dog's face is it's looking at her looking at the the bank of the river and it, it's just like come on this is easy what the fuck is taking you so long but the dogs were just totally friendly. They just wow. come around. They maybe grab some scraps. They go off. They cross the bridge. And, you know, they're respectful when you're scared on the log and you can't move very fast. <laughs> it is beautiful. It is so beautiful. And not a bit of technology. Wow. At night, pitch black. I've only experienced that one other time in my life. It is. There is nothing. I mean, especially in the canyon, because even the stars are just like it's a little sliver of sky. It is something. You didn't see the glimmer of Reddick's eyes? Uh, if he had been there. Mm-hmm. I'd,
1: talk I'd, talk I'd, about the waterfall. That's what I want to see.
0: Well, the waterfall, well, which one? But nope. there, there, there is one that just falls into this pool. Uh, it Actually, I can guarantee you guys have seen it because people... Use that image, use those pictures of that fall in the, on the Internet all the time. So some advertisement, some image of something, and people in a pool by the falls, they're there. <clears throat> and it's it's just extraordinary hmm. It really is It really is beautiful it Sounds wonderful I'll have to take a helicopter trip there you sometime take the helicopter <laughs> Jesus
2: H Just download the <laughs> video from my drone It's, it's even less <laughs> <laughs> You stay home You're I'll perfect. post it Your
1: drone won't swim <laughs> for
2: you I,
3: I, can, I can sit <laughs> at the couch and YouTube exactly. it YouTube the video yeah, I'll YouTube it yeah. I'll be like Torgo it's up You'll be like okay Just like Disney Latin's become too expensive to go to So I just go on YouTube now
2: Yeah Exactly
3: <laughs> Yeah, instead of camping, uh, Kay and I played Gloomhaven. Damn you! <laughs> we had played Gloomhaven.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Professor Biggs.
3: Oh my God, I l- really liked that game. That was
1: fun. And so you're going to come over and play it again?
3: Yes. Okay. I mean, that's there's a long game ahead of us. Yeah, it, but we've
0: started one, Andy. So you're going to have to wait till we're finished.
3: Yeah. We still have like eight, eighty scenarios to go. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Fine. <laughs>
3: Mel we'll bring you in. In fact, I'm glad we did it the way we did it. Um, because the more players you add, the longer the game gets. Oh,
0: boy, that was a long game.
3: And what? We played it for three hours, yeah. the two of us. Uh, the opening scenario, probably yes. the smallest of all the scenarios. Right. Wow. So, But there was also a, a big curve of learning this game, playing it the first time. And so and I remarked to Kay. That it'd be a lot easier to bring others into the game that we've both experienced it. Excellent. So, so we'll, we'll get you in. It tops at four players. You're welcome to come too, Matt.
0: Yeah, appreciate loosening. He's gonna
3: the, be sa- sailing his drone. Oh, that's now, true. Awesome. You, well, You can watch us by drone. There you go. Yeah.
1: Appreciate you loosening the lid on that particular jar. Thanks.
3: <laughs> but Gloomhaven. I mean, we've discussed it before, but now we've actually experienced it—a legacy-style game. <laughs> was might have been one of my favorite moments of a board game ever because as before you go from the town of gloomhaven to the adventure you have to pull what's called a road card at random and it gives you a a dilemma of sorts it lays out a whole this is what's happening do you do a or do you do b and depending on a myriad of factors uh, what characters you have in the party, how much gold you have, depends on which one it is. Something will happen. And this something happens. And then I told Kay, all right, now destroy the card. And he just looked at me like, really? Like, Like, yeah, rip it in half. Dude. Yeah, he's
0: like, you, sir. Are the first one to destroy a card, and he hands it to me, and I'm like, "Is is he trying to like you know get himself out of the the, the whatever it?
3: Yeah, it's it's so cool to destroy your game to play. It. it really is. There's something magical about it that knowing that you can never encounter that thing again. And I think that one opened up a specific uh. Yeah, yeah, it actually gave us something very
0: specific, and it, it, your it, it, character was perfect for solving it. We chose the, the we chose one option, and it was you know be badass and go through. And your character, and it's like if you happen to have a blankety blank, you're great. And so it was easy. And then we got uh, it. It gave us. Did it give
3: us a, a box, an envelope, or or did it just? No, this one was the one that happened. I think in the city, where it was a the trader tries to give you something that seems worthless. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you you keep it or do you ask, pummel him for gold? And "Eh, we'll keep it because, you know, it's probably awesome. And it turns out it opens up a specific adventure on the map. Think Skyrim. You talk to a dude, he tells you, hey, there's this cave slash tomb at this part of the map, and then when you go to your auto map, it's already there, and you can then travel to that that's kind of what this is, yeah, so we're putting, putting stickers on a map right so you're you're permanently altering the big cardboard map that comes with it, and the fact that we got this randomly from this card meaning that we're we can continue the adventure that we're on into the catacombs or we can go to gloomhaven to do whatever or we can go to this new location on the map mm. and do that adventure and then come back to the other one it's it's got that open worldness and the fact that we're having this particular experience with this board game that no one else is going to have our exact experience because this happened from a random card draw and a choice that we made it's definitely which, your which you destroyed which we destroyed because
0: that was so i posted that on the internet and some people are like oh no
3: no what are you doing destroy just put it to the side oh my god what are you doing and if we had chosen the other path that card would have been destroyed as well meaning that that location wouldn't have opened up for us so there was a chance that we never would even get to play that adventure if we chose a different way and that's kind of how this game goes it's it's a dungeon strategy game. Mm-hmm. If you've played XCOM, that's kind of how this is. Not the board game, the video game XCOM.
1: Which we did play the board game XCOM. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I know this you weekend. have. That's why I wanted No, to... we, just this... oh. we just played it yesterday.
3: Oh, well, there you go. So, where it's all of a turn based strategy. And I, what I love about the game so much is that the deck of cards that you have is very limited. And it and never grows. It's based on your character. I think Kay's character gets 10 cards in his hand. I get 11. And every time, every time you go through those cards, in order to get them back, you have to take a rest. But you have to, for the scenario that you're doing, get rid of a card. Either by random or by choosing it, depending on what kind of rest you take. So when you get your cards back, you get one less in your hand. If you don't complete the scenario by the time you lose all your cards and you're playing two cards per turn, you lose the scenario. You are exhausted. Your character can do no more. Oh. So it has this really weird stamina aspect to it that when you start the adventure, your character can do all these things. But halfway through the adventure, you can only do about half the things you could do when you started because your options are less and less as you go on. And we barely finished the scenario. Yeah, that
0: was hilarious. I got exhausted and I passed out against the last boss, and it was just Todd and him. And Todd proceeded to have the worst luck. And it went on for another two rounds or something. And you were weren't you on your last two cards? Yes. And that's when you put him down,
3: right? And and then uh, then from there we can proceed on to the next adventure. It's really neat. There's a thick book of, of adventures in there that you can only do. Once the game tells you to go to specific spots. Wow! So we, we will bring you in. When you start, there are four sealed boxes left. Six total of characters. There's about 18 characters in the whole game, but there's only six classes from the beginning. And it's all very cryptic. And how it's described. There's a symbol and a name. Uh, Kirsten chose the Brute, for example. <laughs> I chose the Crag Heart. And not knowing what. Nothing we had,
0: else. Not a thing else.
3: And we open our boxes and discover who our characters are. They have their own specific, unique decks. And they have character growth, but they also have a randomly dealt out. Uh, quest for themselves, personal quests. And once that quest is fulfilled in the game, they must retire. Whoa! The character must go away. And a new character is unlocked, and you can then choose another character to be. One of the already open classes, or the new one that's unlocked from retirement. From your retirement. And it's my understanding that once a character retires, it adds cards to the game so that character will appear later on in the game as an NPC. Nice. So it's, That's pretty neat. It's not a role-playing game, but it is a role-playing world yeah. that, that grows. Yeah. And it's super fascinating, and there's lots of stuff, and it takes a long time to set up.
0: Yeah, big setup. Big setup and learning curve. But once you get it, it kind of flows,
3: and is
0: definitely a lot of fun.
3: So, so far, I mean, we're, we're only one scenario in, but big thumbs up for Gloomhaven.
0: Yeah. I, it, I mean, Legacy's your jam. I remember describing to you when I saw Risk Legacy on the shelf at some place, and your eyes just lit up at the prospect. Permanently altering your game yeah. forever? Yeah. You, you you nuke this spot, and it's permanently desolate. You got to put a sticker on it. And you were just like, Wow. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I've heard amazing things about Pandemic Legacy. Yeah, that's mm. when
0: I saw that on the shelf. I was like, "Holy crap."
3: In fact, I think that got like shut up and sit downs like highest review when that came out. Like nothing <laughs> better than <laughs>
0: Those guys. I watched I started watching their Gloomhaven playthrough. Oh jeez. And, and it was like, "Good lord, the digressions on those guys. It was it was it was funny."
3: Yeah, their playthroughs aren't as good as the reviews. I will say yeah, that. Yeah. Here but the reviews are fantastic.
1: So last, m- last week I talked about the whole idea of watching uh, the NPC, having the, a movie where the, you're focused on the NPC who's like watching the, the guy come through the quest every time. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm forgetting who sent it to me, but somebody on lair sent me a link to uh, Epic NPC Man, which is that. It's little like- Is that a YouTube yeah, show? Yeah, it's or? like little two minute things and they're hilarious.
3: Epic NPC man. Yes. Like,
1: give me an example. Uh, he's like, hello. You know, he's, he's like working. He's, he starts out and he's like trying out his lines. Like, hello. Welcome to. You know, da, 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 welcome to. Okay. And then the Go kill walks 20 up, sabers. And, he, and as he starts trying to say it, the guy says, you know, the, 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 the adventurer comes up with his you know, shield and armor and stuff. And he goes, Ah, oh, hello. You know, Skip. <laughs> <laughs> Skip. Oh, no, no, skip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm
3: yeah. sold. Yeah. There
0: was the other one. They make fun of uh, a very old trope because the, the the guy's standing there, and he's got the little exclamation point over his head, and some guy comes jogging up, and he's like, Hello! <sighs> Sug my dick. <laughs> 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 yeah, and, and he keeps going through all these, all these innuendos, you know? Hello, here, oh, you know, and he just, and finally, one guy, he's like, really, that's that's what you could do, and the guy walks up, and another guy comes up, and he's like, hi, penis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <yeah>.
0: <laughs> I don't want to give away really too many jokes, sure. but uh, it,
1: it's 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 definitely they're quick and they're fun.
3: So what else you do this week, guys? Uh, played XCOM. Yeah, played XCOM. Th- now. This is XCOM, the board game. Yep. Yes. This is the board game where the game is run by an app. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Tell me about XCOM.
1: Uh, well, we played the tutorial first and got our asses kicked six ways to Sunday. Oh, wow. Uh, so then, for some reason, we played again and played this, the first scenario, and that one we beat. Huh. Uh, we we have to assume that they cranked the uh, skill level up on the... Uh, tutorial to make it look harder than it was or maybe we just got really really lucky
3: <laughs> so but yeah we 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 saved the world all we, right uh, so I've, I've only watched videos of it being played mm-hmm. so one person has the app right yep and they are kind of but they are talking to the others about what's happening from what they right. see there's on a there's
1: a timed there's a timed section and an un- untimed section and the time section the guy with the app is uh running through and saying do this do this do this and it, you, know, you know five four three it's like i can hit the button to go on the next one you stop you know and then you know, he only says whatever the next thing is and you're and it's not a there's four people playing and they're all playing different roles including the guy who's reading the thing um and they all like uh rum cake was the scientist scientist research scientist i was essentially the army the
0: squad leader and uh major Mel was the air force commander and i was the central officer i was the one who was operating the app so i you know begin round three and i'd click it and it would go boom and usually it started with research so i'd say research scientist uh, a research um, asset one and there's a place on the board where she lays out a card to say i'm going to research this and we go around one time and then it's uh laid down researchers scientists and the the money we spend for her to lay down scientists adds to her dice the scientists add to her dice pool okay for rolls and it's the same thing anything you purchase um adds to your uh dice pool it's a very tight budget and that was one of mez jobs was yeah he cutter. was commander he was the budget guy so it would literally come up commander funds available and it would say 15 credits 12 credits and he would pull the money and then he, we would sit there and say i want to put out like when my time come up i, I want to put out two satellites and he's like okay you can do two but no more you know and i'd lay i want to put two. out five soldiers four uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, or or it'd be... <laughs> That's a real-life bureaucracy with, right Yes, <laughs> dude. It was it was perfect, because especially when he would say things like, I only got money for two. You can only do two. I'm like, wow, this really is just perfect bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. It was just like that. <laughs> wow. And then um, you roll, you have dice. The threat track sets the difficulty, which is actually a cool mechanic. The threat track is one through five. And the aliens have an eight-sided die. Oh! You roll your die for successes, and generally one success for most of us. One success is like one kill, or one, uh, you know, like I kill a UFO or major no, man a happen UFO. Happen. But a squad leader has to build up successes, and uh, the research scientists may have to build up successes, and you. You roll your success dice and the alien die, and the threat track starts at one. So if the alien die is anything other than one, you're good, and then you tally up your successes. If you wanna roll again, if you need to roll again, the threat track moves to two. Now they roll the die, they count their successes, but you also check the threat track. If you're two or less, that's a loss, everything, uh, you know, usually it's it's right. You're over. You're done. Your game. Your round ends right there. You still get the oh, wow. successes, but your your character yeah, is the exhausted. characters are what they call exhausted. You or flip them, or or in my or case killed. Killed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the interceptors as well. Right. Right. The, the airplanes got killed when they lost too.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: So you just you you do that, and that's how you build. I remember a long time ago, weren't you squad leader on one one game we played? Literally years ago yeah it was
2: a long time ago yeah long
0: time ago so but we we played the tutorial it beat the living shit out of us then we played the first game on easy and actually it was really cool because we lucked out right at the beginning where uh rum cake pulled uh, i forget what it is but she pulled a tech card that was just what we needed gave us money and yeah and every every the, round. And the, the the whole scenario turned into Andy killed aliens to give her salvage. Salvage could be used as money or could be used to improve her roles. And she could actually build interceptors by spending salvage. And it, it was just like boom, 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 boom. It and sounds we, like the S I know, and love. Was
1: yeah. very cyclical. And the aliens are all different, too. There's a couple different kind of aliens. So the second time we played, we had an alien that was at the... The Thin Man? The Thin Man, yes. Those fuckers, about half if, of them, once you killed it, another one would pop right inside and
0: another alien would pop in its place. Yeah. Yeah. So Andy was like, oh, respawn. You know, uh, it was funny, too, because at one point when we were playing the tutorial, which does not have the Thin Man, Duncan came walking by and he's like, have you guys encountered the Thin Man yet? <laughs> so it, he he was he waiting knew. for that moment. He knew. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's fun, it can it's intense because the time scenario you got that timer, you're clicking next and you're moving through, and when somebody's done, you got to hit done and move on, and it's crazy. Yep. we uh, we kind of rubbed Major Mez's nerves a couple times because oh, we easy, would get to the easy to do, easy to do. We'd end <laughs> the timed session, and then we'd all sit there and oh wait, I want to do this. Oh, I can do this during timed phase, <laughs> and he'd be sitting there like eh, you're not. Supposed to do anything now, and <laughs> it was great. No, mm.
1: oh, we're learning. It we was. We also fun. played. Um, oh, what is that? Back, Back to, the, to Future the Future dice game, which oh. is kind of cool. How, how does it's, that it's, work? it's like it's like in the same container. Zombie dice is okay, but it's got a bunch of cards, and you're trying to roll numbers to match stuff on the cards. You knew.
0: It's it's like a really intricate Back to the Future version of Yahtzee. Kind oh. of yeah, kind of you're trying to match dice to the dice on your card so if you have like three two four seven uh, seven uh, three two four <laughs> five right you need she to you dice. need to roll your massive dice to get that two mm-hmm. and then you move on and you need to roll it to get that four and there's a so betrayal and so on. element there, then, so like that <laughs> and then there's uh, all the intricate stuff right there's a uh, instead of one and two there's an
1: 88 and a and a dice yes and a flux capacitor and uh those have different things they do in it too so they lock
0: your dice in position they can create something called paradox that's which, the betrayal part which is yeah uh it can be like Andy you go down one because I'm going to go forward one and you can just skip over your next die that you have to get and um <clears throat> it uh where was I going? Oh, I the dice suck. That's it. That's oh yeah, where the I dice.
1: The dice are completely Clear. transparent with little, oh. little red dots on it, so it's hard to read them. Yeah. Oh wow. You, you what, can, what a choice. Yeah, yeah, you
0: can hardly see the symbols. You, you're like, what the fuck is that? But it was an
1: inexpensive little game. You can put in your pocket. It was like fifteen bucks, and I bought it at Ralph's. I bought it at Alternate Reality oh, Comics. So there like, you go. Ralph's gonna have games. I'm gonna buy a damn game from Ralph. Yeah.
3: Well, I didn't even realize he had a game. Go he's to got, Ralph's.
1: He's got, a, he's got a little shelf of games now. He's, he's poking his toe in the game water.
3: Oh, wow. Anything else you do, gentlemen?
1: I discovered a Monty Python movie I didn't know about. Which one's this one? Absolutely anything. I don't even know
3: if I know about this one.
1: Uh, well, it's not technically a Monty Python movie. <laughs> yet. It has all the Monty Python guys <laughs> in it, though. has <laughs> the voices.
3: So it's not a money. It By is, the way, it is he a did money pi- that introduction
0: to me, so this is, this is the yeah. way he likes to talk I do about like it. it. You're just waiting. Yeah. You were just
1: knowing what was happening. It's, um, it's all five of the living pythons are voices in it.
0: Uh, it's a Simon Pegg movie. Yep. Yeah, the first time he told me, he left out the Simon Pegg yeah. part. It's like only Python could totally like push Simon Pegg into the right. shadows. <laughs> Even better. I didn't realize this when I was talking to you. It's also Robin
1: Williams' last film. He plays the, he does the voice of the dog in it.
3: <gasps> so I'm hearing voices. Is this animated?
1: No. Uh, but uh, it's... it's um, <laughs> the look of confusion on your face There, the, the Typical that, Andy story. Yeah. Simon Pegg gets the... There's uh, aliens who, who get the... Uh, the Voyager comes out and they find the thing. And they say, oh, oh we're going to test these guys to see if they're worthy. And uh, it's four the aliens. The thing. Four aliens with a beautiful, beautiful designs, just amazing. And those and those are the voices of the Pythons. Okay. And then another Python plays another alien, but they're they're never in the same scene with everyone else. They're off on their own little thing, overseeing everything.
0: <laughs> so it's that- <laughs> It, it's, it's similar to... He, like, makes his dog talk. The dog can talk, his, and that's one of the pythons that they, Well, no that's, no, that's Williams. That's Williams. Williams in the talk. Uh, he'll, he'll do something like... They're testing uh, humanity uh, by yeah. giving Simon Pegg...
3: The, the more you do, you're telling me about this, the more it sounds like two of a kind. You know, the Olivia Newton-John... No no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it, 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 it's, more, is, it's more like Bruce Almighty. They give Pegg the ability to do
0: anything. Right. He can wave his hand and say something, and it happens. Hence why it's called Absolutely say anything. anything.
1: yes. Exactly. And and they're they're t- they're basically testing to see if humanity is going to survive or not.
3: This man's absolute power.
1: Yes, they, they give him like a week or something to with his power to see uh, if he uses it right. Yeah,
0: and it's really fun. There's one bit where he briefly wishes himself as president of the United States, and it is not what he was expecting. Mm. So it's funny. Mm, does he, that remind he you? He wishes
1: for a giant dick, and it's like whoop <laughs> and he just, you, just, you see him looking down, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it,
0: yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's just like, yeah. The it giant the penis. And he's like, whoa. And he f- falls down. <laughs> is this on Netflix?
1: Yes, it is. That's how I found
0: it. I was like, whoa, what's this? It's 2015. It's Rob Williams' last last uh, role. And then he's like, I want a penis that every woman would find pleasing. And he looks down and he's like, okay, but white. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Anything else, guys? Uh,
0: we're watching Luke Cage. Yes, we are. Ah, uh, season two. two. Season two. How far are you in? Iron Fist is showing uh, yeah, up. Yeah, we're two episodes
1: from the end. I think the Sydney Iron Fist Coast. episode makes me really want to watch the Iron Fist second season
0: because he's right in this one. Uh-huh. He's much better written. Uh, their their dialogue is very good. The interaction between the two of them is very good. Um, it has
1: essentially become. Uh, Power Man Iron Fist. In fact, they even say
0: that in the beginning of the episode, Power Man Iron Fist. Oh, God. Two of the support characters, Piranha and DW, those performances are awesome. Oh, God dang. They both start off... Well, no, not DW so much, but Piranha starts off as a total clown. You're sort of looking at this guy going, wow, the director really told him to go overboard because this guy is a clown and as the season as the season progresses it gets a little deeper and his performance his performance as the season goes on gets really really good it's it's really really mm. sweet and the comic timing of this guy who plays dw is funny mm-hmm. he's just he's just snapping it off like crazy yeah woodard is amazing again she's she's uh, wow. she's better than the first season And
1: uh, I I think this might be better than the first season uh, because you're not tied up with. Well, the first season is great all the way through, except the first half is even greater than the second half. Yeah. It It drops down. in level. The
3: villain peters out at the end.
0: Yeah. And here here the uh, the villain is good. Very good. Very good uh, characterization. Very good writing background. Everything to the everything.
1: The one thing that freaks me out of the, the, the villain is uh, Jamaican. Okay. And I watch stuff with the captions on most of the time. And the captions are in weird pigeon English. Oh, wow. So, the, you know I guess, so the people who can't hear it are actually getting the accent. But it's, it's like, oh, is that, is, that, is that racist
0: or not? I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. weird. And I've heard Jamaicans complain about... The, uh, the accents. It's funny. One Jamaican reviewer, actually, some guy from Jamaica, actually said, I had to turn on the captions to try to figure out what the hell they were saying.
3: <laughs> and it was phonetic. Because <laughs> it, it was the
0: classic Hollywood, real Jamaicans would audition and they wouldn't ca- cast them because they didn't sound Jamaican enough. So, you know.
3: <laughs> classic. Cool run ins. Juan, brother. <laughs> Anything else, guys?
1: Uh, Sanka, you did it?
3: No, man. Matt, Matt. Saw,
1: Matt saw Aquaman, but can't talk about it now. Exactly.
3: All right. Yeah. I know last week we said that we were going to do a spoiler talk this week. Now you have probably already realized, Jeff, I'm pointing to an empty chair. Jeff is not here. This this is the weekend of CES. Um And so if you're working the service industry in Vegas, uh you are worked to death. Uh, I did 12 hours of shift before I did before we recorded tonight. And Jeff, unfortunately, was uh, pulled into his work as well. Um, so just so we can have Jeff's input on it. And I, unfortunately, because of uh, I chose Gloomhaven over Spider-Man. Loser. Loser. Um, I, what Aquaman, I, I actually blame UK because Me? Wow. Yeah, the whole night when I said, you want to play Gloomhaven? My night was predicated on how you responded to that question. Oh, I see. It's yeah. my fault. If you would have said that, I'm sorry, I'm If working. I would have
0: said, let's go see Spider-Verse, you'd have been like, let's do it. Yeah, that's exactly what it would have been. Yeah, right. <laughs> it would have been, no, can't it. That's do what
3: it man. was. It was like, well, either we're going to be like, play Glue Heaven tonight or I'm seeing Spider-Man. It's going to be one or the two. You know,
0: it's really funny. Ang- Andy is, oh, <laughs> I was about to call him angry. That's funny. Angry. Andy was, was PO'd that we played. If you had said, should we do Gloomhaven or should we see Spider-Verse, I'd have said Spider-Verse so that Andy could actually participate in Gloomhaven Aww. letter. See, that's, that's sweet. Wow, look at you two. But, but I'm glad it happened wow. when I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. Boy, oh boy, you're in for a treat. Spider-Verse. Cannot, you cannot say enough. You can't say enough about that movie. Uh, some people have been like, I'm not a Spider-Man fan. And I'm telling you now, that's you don't me. have to be. Watch the movie and watch it on the big screen. It doesn't matter if you're a Spider-Man fan or not. This is going to bedazzle you. It doesn't matter if you speak English or not. Just sit there and look at the pretty pictures and go, oh my God, that's <laughs> it amazing. Is,
3: it is a beautiful movie. Well, here's the thing. I was actually planning on watching it today after work because I was supposed to get off it too. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's plenty of time. I can go to the movie theater afterwards and... And then get ready for it. And then they said, can you do stay for four hours of overtime? And I, I said, yeah. Yeah, that's money, dude. Whore. Yeah, pretty much. And it's, it's union overtime, so that's good stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Double whore. <laughs> Double secret So I, I'm hoping to at least see that, if not that, and Aquaman. And next week, uh, Hell or High Water, I promise we will do spoiler talk on these two movies. So, I will, I will so say there are people but, who are...
1: Saying, oh, Spider Man is so much better than Aquaman. Now, oh, that, that's stop. It. Stop. But, but yeah, it's like they're both really Bruce? good movies. we so Barry? What? Barry? You mean Barry? No, a bunch of different people have said that. I've, I've I know, I know, but seeing but Barry. people. I don't know if I haven't seen Barry do it. <laughs> I hate that, man. I hate that. <laughs> it,
0: it drives you crazy. The, Burr, sad, both the, sad, thing is, the sad thing is, technically, he's right.
2: I know he is. Don't
0: tell him I said that, but still. <laughs>
1: what? What? I Any, think. Anyways, but yeah.
0: Yeah, Aquaman so Aquaman, is Aquaman great. Is Jason good. Momoa, yeah, yeah
1: I love yeah. him, yeah. What did I say? Aquaman is wrong? <laughs> just is continue. Aquaman? Just continue with your story. Go ahead. That's it. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just saying they're both good, though. Yes, you don't have it to compare is. them.
0: Aquaman. It's just like, you know, you can't say the joke enough. Only two years ago we would have laughed our asses off that Aquaman's gonna be one of the best DC movies. And it is Aquaman buried. Batman versus Superman. It is.
3: not it is. <laughs> saying anything? Okay? Well, you know what?
0: <laughs> it is.
3: Aquaman this week surpassed Wonder Woman in far as far as money taken in. Motherfucker. And it's uh, damn yeah, and it's creeping up on Justice League. Whoa! It could overtake. Could be the go. Jason Momoa yeah. kick it out of the park. I love the guy.
0: I just love the guy, so more power to him. But if I'm gonna be see... so heartbroken when whatever fucking scandal breaks, and you know, he kicked his, his sister oh, when he was it, a kid, or
2: something. Easy, Andy. Damn. Molested the. Easy, pet Maple boat. Leaf, Andy. Yeah. It happened. It happened well, to you know, my favorite was... actor. My favorite actor, Kevin Spacey. Now yeah. I can't look at the guy. Yeah, it's yeah. like
3: that's a pretty extreme case, though. So. I know, but but it just, just, just wrecked, wrecked everything. everything. Yeah, <laughs> wrecked everything. Anything else, gentlemen? Oh, I'm good. I think that covers it. Yeah.
0: For now.
3: For now. In that case... Oh, wait. No? Huh? Yeah? No? No? <clears throat> yeah? What? No, no, I'm just being a dick. Well, in that case, news you don't give a shit about! Yeah! <laughs> I'm waiting for a champion story I forgot to tell. The first one of the year. actually kind of mentioned this offhandedly a while ago. Uh, Disneyland ticket prices are now over a $100. With Theme Park preparing to open its Star Wars Galaxy Edge attraction this coming summer. Weren't they always? No. Well, it depends which ones you got. Because there were some that were definitely more expensive. Uh, A Disney Park spokesperson confirmed the 8% pricing change to Sci-Fi Wire. And the new rates affects all kinds of tickets from one-day passes to parking. The cheapest option for visiting the park and parking is $104 a pop. And that's only for non-peak days in May. Uh, Disney World isn't any better with one-day pass costing 109 per person. Uh, the more in-demand times of the year, a person could drop $150 or more on a single-day ticket, depending if they're just going for the day, and they're, all, they're also the annual passes. I, did, I
1: didn't realize they had the variable prices like that. They do, depending yeah. on how busy they expect to be. I know they, they started doing that with movies. I encountered that for the first time. This the couple weeks like up week, when I saw Aquaman. What that's am I not saying? Even what we're, we're saying? talking about? But oh, okay. anyway, I know, ahead. I know. That's, that's a, joke right. and a half. Yeah. Some <laughs> people tell me eventually. Yeah. I'm doing something that's quacking them up. Nobody, nobody um, tell them. Nobody <laughs> tell them. It's
2: awesome like this.
1: Not a word, guys. <laughs> yes, not so don't a word. say anything. Anyways, it was like twenty bucks to see that movie. I'm like, what? I didn't. Really, I didn't even realize. That. I got the change. I'm like, I think there was twenty. because bucks.
2: okay, look, matinee, mm-hmm. and then you got,
1: um matinee should be cheaper. Yes. Okay. Did you see it in 3D or something? Uh, I saw it in um Oh, you IMAX. saw it in the
2: DFX 3D. Um, not
1: 3D. 4D. No, not <laughs> okay? I IMAX. I think it was IMAX. It. <laughs> okay. IMAX you saw it? Well, yeah. IMAX tickets are more expensive. But not that much more. It's like 20 bucks for a ticket. I have never spent For
3: IMAX, that's not unusual. No, that's mm. not unusual at all. Mm.
1: I guess I've never done an IMAX that way then. Or <laughs> other people bought the tickets and I owe them money. <laughs>
3: Yeah, by the way, hold on. You owe me? No. (laughs) Uh, Based on the Star Wars franchise, Galaxy Edge will include a number of rides inspired by Star Wars, like uh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run and Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, set in the outpost on the planet Batuu. The attraction will also feature roving droids, strange creatures, and a cantina (laughs) that serves alcoholic drinks. Uh, God damn, that
0: is just gonna, gonna be so cool.
3: Yeah, but... God damn, we're going to have to wait. Yeah. Because. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to spend $150 to wait three-hour lines. To oh, go to bitch, a you're thousands.
0: union. You do a couple hours of overtime. You got it paid. <laughs> Fuck you.
2: They'd be like, hey, you. You work in the service industry. But you want to come behind the bar, the cantina bar? Oh, <laughs> oh my God.
0: Wouldn't that freak you if you bought it? the ticket, you went into the cantina, and there's Todd. Like,
3: motherfucker. I bought the $1,500 pass, guys. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You just need a TAM card, and you're set.
2: In Jeff's Star Trek... uh,
0: (laughs) Hey, guys. (laughs)
2: Starfleet uniform.
3: (laughs) I can play too, right? (laughs) Weekend Geek. Yay! That wasn't so bad. Nah, yeah, that one little thing. Not a lot of news here today, but there's some things. A major shakeups coming regarding the DC Comics license Mattel has held since 2015. When the deal ends in 2020, Mattel will no longer have the license for boys' action toys, remote control vehicles, water toys, or games and puzzles having to do with the DC comic book
1: universe. Sorry,
3: boys' action
1: toys? yes. It actually says boys' action. Boys' toys.
3: action toys. That's a, that's a toy category. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Once the 2020 fiscal calendar rolls over, Spin Master will be taking over all of those categories. Spin Master? Never heard of them. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I know. Yes, I know who they are. And, and I'll get to it later. Mattel but- will be holding on to its toy lines aimed at young girls such as DC superhero girls, Spinmaster has yet to delve into the action figure market to compete with the likes of Hasbro and Wait, Mattel. They're splitting up the Yeah. Yeah. Fucking DC. Oh, that man. Is they're going have... <laughs> to have to do a whole new episode of Toys That Made Us. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Spin Spinmaster is the company behind Hatchimals and Paw Patrol. Oh. So, so that's who's going to be <laughs> that's making <an> DC
0: endorsement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, they're very the Hatchimal things are ridiculously popular. That was the it toy this year. That was the one that people were fighting. Actually, each other I've or, heard
0: something yeah. about that. I've heard, I've heard the word. Yeah. Anyway,
3: now also Hasbro's license for Star Wars and Marvel also runs out in 2020, meaning Mattel might make a play for both of those brands. But that said, given how strong sales and relationship is between Hasbro and Disney, it's unlikely they'll be changing hands in a few years. Wow, so, I can't
1: believe they're splitting them up by sex. That is weird. It is weird. It is really weird.
3: It's it's like
1: because I mean most of the superhero teams have. I mean, every
0: lineup has at least a woman or two in but it. But it's always been that way. You saw the documentaries, Toys That Made Us, and the other ones. They had you know well, He Man and She Ra, but but they had the men's department and yeah. the or, I'm sorry, the boys' department and the girls' department, right? He Man was taken care of by the boys' toys department, and Shira She-Ra was done. <laughs> yeah. Amen. But She-Ra was taken care of by the girls' department. But He-Man had a f- couple female figures in it. Well, Only sure, a couple. A couple. But the main line, the centerpiece, was female, so that was the girls' department. Mm. And by girls' department, I mean department for girls, so don't at me. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I I I don't know the ins and outs of why this happened. I don't know if it's that Spin Master said we want these but don't want those, or Mattel's like let us keep something. I don't know. Barbie, Barbie is Barbie Mattel.
0: Yes, it is yes, it because is. Barbie is huge. That and, and once again, toys that made us. They talked about how Barbie was it until He-Man came along. So you're going to have. He-Man was the first thing to beat Barbie, and then He-Man collapsed. Barbie is a reliable IP, and I bet you that's why they hung on to the girls' department. So, you're going to have your Batman figures out there, and you'll have to get the Barbie, so they'll be
1: twice the size. You know, your Poison no, Ivy is going to be twice no. the size oh, of Batman? boy.
3: Well, that can work in a comic book way. What the fuck? What was that? The th- bot- botanical growth serum?
1: What was that thing in Foot uh, uh, Futurama? Death by Nub Nub or whatever?
3: <laughs> yes. Uh, was it Nub Nub? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you keep going i'm gonna look that up Nub nub. no no something like that yeah i don't know yeah don't at me They buried them somewhere <laughs> <laughs> swedish director bjorn runge
0: wow that was a pass wow. for you
3: huh. right is set to direct an original sci-fi film called star dream The story follows the journey of a spaceship carrying hundreds of thousands of humans toward a distant planet as they flee a post-apocalyptic Earth. When the ship begins to malfunction, the travelers create an AI to sort things out. But the AI develops an attachment to its creator that threatens what's left of the human race. Said the director about his new project, quote, It's an absolute privilege to be part of Stardream. Dealing with the big questions about humanity, this is a powerful drama with hypnotic possibilities that will take everyone involved to a new level of filmmaking. The audience will be invited to a mind-blowing experience about loss and love, unquote. A star dream is scheduled to start shooting this summer. That
1: sounds dangerously close to the star lost, but not enough to be. But has, um, has anybody heard any buzz about uh, Harlan Ellison's widow trying to, you know, Get his stuff in the movies, which he wouldn't do for a long time.
3: I haven't heard any buzz about it. I'm
1: surprised that. that hasn't happened already. Because he's got a lot of great stories so out there. It's, it.
3: sure. it, it's
0: something you hope would happen, but hasn't happened. I mean, I'm surprised it hasn't.
1: Yeah. Uh, he wouldn't want it to, obviously. Maybe no. he actually found a woman that actually respects his wishes. Who knows? <laughs> Boy, Andy, cynical. A little bit. <laughs>
3: now, you said this sounded like what? The Star Star-Lost. Lost,
0: which was a pilot he wrote. Um, I, I think we've talked about it before. 1970 We might series. have, but let's, let's revisit. It, it, it's a couple episodes. It failed. It was a Canadian series, one of the first to use extensive blue screen uh, technology, and it was essentially a human colony ship going off in the space, but they were separated by dome environments. And they didn't and know about each other. They didn't know about each other. They Most of them didn't even know they were on ships. They were just living the life thinking that that was the life and cure delay is actually uh the star the guy from 2001 and uh the ship is running into a problem and he begins to lead an expedition to these various cultures to try to get to the control center of the ship to correct whatever problem is occurring. So
1: instead of a monster of the week, it was sort of a civilization of the week. Yeah. Going from yeah. dome to dome, going to, to get dome somebody to help him fix that ship.
0: Yeah. And he was, it was the weirdest thing about the series. Cure Delay's character was Amish. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's, uh,
3: that's, uh, that's its own spin. Yep. At least it is. I don't see how this has anything to do with the movie I just described. It's the same. It's, that's it's, it's, that's it's, the Andy connection.
1: It's a colony ship that's that has to be repaired where it's going to destroy itself, which is what this is. It, the colony ship in Star Wars is aimed for a star. It's going to go Dude, right to a
0: star. if there was a department of IP and Andy was in charge of it, nothing would get made. Exactly. It's no. <laughs> my that's job. <laughs>
2: be like, this title of this movie starts with an S. This product is also starts well, with an S. It's been... <laughs> Get the
3: lawyers. <laughs> Get lawyers. It was it done in Shakespeare's... X over <laughs> S. Okay, that's it. It was done in Shakespeare's As You Like It. We can't yeah. do it.
0: No. Oh, I got this character Tupper, man. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> His power is burping? No, he's no. got super strength, oh, speed, okay. and can fly, and he's from the planet Lipton. Hmm. <laughs> I see no problem with this. <laughs> Yeah, huh?
3: but I see where you're going with the burping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shutter Horror Streaming Service is getting ready to premiere its first original documentary called Horror Noir. How many of those have you had? <laughs> how, how many shutters? No, 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 the guy's ready to fall over here.
2: He's holding his like glass at the. My rocks. car's
0: at the mechanic, so I'm not driving. <laughs> so you don't know me. Oh my you god! You just, you just, yeah, Todd. You protect your ears. You big. Pussy. I just <laughs> fucked you up. Quick, f- get him three more drinks <laughs> so he passes it. <laughs> it's a double episode this okay. time.
3: Uh, Shutter Horror Stream. Yeah, I said that. Uh, original documentary called Horror Noir A History of Black Horror. Uh, movie chronicles a century's worth of genre films, how they in turn exploited, caricaturized, bypassed, and embraced both black filmmakers and black audiences. Based on the book by the same name by Dr. Robin R. Means Coleman, the film features in-depth interviews with directors, writers, and actors such as Coleman, Jordan Peele, uh, director of Get Out, Ernst Dickerson, director of Bones, Rusty Cundleaf uh, from Tales of the Hood, Tina Mabry from Mississippi Damned, Tony Todd, Candyman, uh, Paula Jai Parker from Tales from the Hood, and Tenerife Du, who wrote I Sold to Keep, and more. Among the topics will be the history of black America in Hollywood, how black leading men came of age in movies like Night of the Living Dead and Blackula, the urban horror of the 90s, and the new voices coming in through movies like Get Out. Directed by Xavier Bergen, Horror Noir will premiere exclusively on Shudder on Thursday, February 7th, after special screening events in Los Angeles on February 1st and New York on February 4th. Cool.
1: Sounds interesting. Go back to the beginning of that. Was there somebody in there called Robin R. Means? Uh, that's the guy who wrote the book. Robin R. Means? Robin R. Means Coleman. Oh, I bet they're Robin R. Means.
3: Jesus. He he wanted that so bad. No, uh, it, it seems like...
1: I, I thought it was a fake story when I heard that name. I'm like, no. But he kept going. It's like, oh, sounds right. God damn
2: it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the largest Kickstarter campaign of the year, has closed after raising more than $6.25 million. The project is for Tainted Grail, The Fall of Avalon, an elaborate board game by Poland's Awakened Realms. Based on a blend of Arthurian legend and Celtic mythology, it's a cooperative experience with card-based combat. At its core, it is a a 100,000-word gamebook that contains the entire narrative arc of the experience. The base game is played across 15 chapters, some of which can take as long as four hours to complete, but thanks to what the team stresses are multiple divergent paths, the game also has a lot of replayability. Adding color to the experience are more than 1,000 pieces of original art. Making the project even more ambitious, Awaken Realms will also be internally developing a digital version of the game, the delivery date for the first wave of physical product is set for August 2019 in time for Gen Con in Indianapolis, Indiana. The PC game is expected to enter early access in that same month. So, yeah, the largest Kickstarter campaign of the year of all Kickstarter was a board game. Wow.
0: Of course it was.
3: Tainted grail.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah, I was just like, okay. All right. Let's, uh, I mean, you know, probably loses something in the transnation from Polish, right? Transnation? Trans,
3: transnation.
0: Yeah. yeah. I thought it was German.
3: You know me. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Yeah,
3: this, this game popped up on my radar every now and then when I see that a game is getting big traction in Kickstarter. I'm still way too nervous to buy a game from Kickstarter. Yeah. I mean, Gloomhaven is a Kickstarter game. And one of the biggest of its year, but you but didn't you buy got it retail. But right? I bought it retail after it came out, and I knew what kind of game it was, and that it was a good game. Because that's the issue I see with Kickstarter games: is you don't know if it's good. Uh, well, it might be just a box of bits and great miniatures. A lot of well, great minis, which don't is fine.
0: Not um, a, a lot of places though use Kickstarter as a routine. Um, finance or investment, you know, opportunity. So there are companies that have established reputations. Sure. And you can, uh, one of the things to do your due diligence is research that because... Right. Well,
3: the guy that created Gloomhaven, that was his second game ever. Right. And I think the company that released it, they have three games. And one of them is a Gloomhaven spinoff called... Uh, like founders of Gloomhaven where you're building the city itself. Uh, hmm.
0: Somebody's gotta make a sci-fi version. Oh yeah. Oh boy, that'll be cool. Space haven? I don't know. Whatever. Star Haven. Star
3: Haven, that's better. Yeah, Space Starhaven, haven. Yeah, that's for yeah. the kids. Gloombase.
0: God damn. Gloombase. Shut works up, too. Andy. No, no. Gloombase uh, no, works. You know what? I will say that works. Nobody asks for Canadian opinion. <laughs> um I want the Canadian
3: versions. Moosehaven. <laughs> Moosehaven, yes. <laughs> Moosehaven A. Where the goal is to collect
0: stories. And don't go camping. (laughs) You pull the camping card, you
3: tear that shit up before you go on the quest. I would buy that game name alone.
2: Moosehaven. That's
3: kind of the weird thing with the whole Kickstarter thing is that all the people that back it get the game. And there's a lot of times the only people that will ever own that game because the stores don't want to buy it because most of the people that want it already own it. They backed it.
0: Yeah.
1: Five Minute Dungeon is a uh, Kickstarter game.
3: And
0: there's ones that break out of it. Some, of some that are retail, but then especially the expensive game. Monty Cook Games came out with Black Sun, which is a really inti- intricate uh role-playing game i mean it's got like sealed envelope shit that you don't open it just like Gloomhaven, but it's actual rpg like D. &D. and that puppy was i think a hundred bucks it's gorgeous the the, the design is amazing celestia has a game
1: that's a atheist parody of religion that she got off kickstarter okay and it is terrible just outright terrible and that, the, that, the figures are beautiful, sure, and then the board is nice. There, the rules are beyond broken,
3: and you see that quite a bit. Those and, fucking atheists and can't those, make a game, and those are the games that actually <laughs> make it. There's plenty of examples where the game didn't ever really come out, and certainly not the game that was promised. Yeah, no. uh, but there are a few select ones that have gotten past, but the game stores are afraid to carry the Kickstarter games that are available because they're like, who's the market for this anymore? Because people already own it. The people who are interested, generally, yeah. But
0: people have been burned by Kickstarter. Sure.
3: I mean, there's a new uh, Fallout miniature war game that's come out, skirmish-based game. And it's been at War Room Games for ages, and they're like, no one's buying it because that was a Kickstarter thing with all the you know, tchotchkes that came with it up up the ranks. And like, no one's adding to this. Mm. People that own it are the ones that are the only ones that seem to want to play it. But we're going to add to Cthulhu Wars, right now. That. Cthulhu Wars, yeah. That is one that went beyond. Mm-hmm. That that is one that is available at some game stores. Of course, that thing is a massive box of bits. Oh yeah, like uh, Gloomhaven, like that's oh, a pretty oh, but, damn big box. It is a big box. Uh, Cthulhu Wars is bigger. Cthulhu Wars is like is Cthulhu Risk.
0: Dude, there, there's a ton of envelopes and little mini boxes and stuff in here. There's only like 15. Well, no, they're bad. No, they're not bad guy figs. They're cutouts with stands. Yeah. So there's only 15 figs in here. So if it's a box full of figs like Cthulhu Wars, then that's going to be a shitload of figs.
3: Yeah, super heavy. And there's a game out there that was kickstarted called Kingdom Death Monsters? Oh yeah. And that's like four hundred dollars if you if But you
0: those can. figs are supposed to be extraordinary. Those are some amazing figures. Down dude. to the last fig. Yeah. All,
3: made those are pewter, gorgeous. Right? Incredi- all made out of pewter right. They're all made of pewter.
0: Incredible uh <laughs> incredible sculpts.
3: I think they're resin. Okay. I think they're resin based. Yeah. Everyone's on to the whole uh
2: games workshop pewter bullshit anyways, yeah.
3: Yeah, no one's really making pewter. I, all know, that much. I know, but there's a reason. Although there are some, there's a reason. The, the, <laughs> the DC miniatures game—they're all, they're all metal. Of course, DC. Right? That makes sense. Right? Dude, that's so metal. Are, are the
1: female ones metal too? Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh god. <clears throat> Jeez, uh, should we rename you SJW Andy? <laughs> I can't believe they broke up. there. <laughs> How will they reproduce? Dude, they're. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: Wow. Andy, folks. <laughs> into the glass.
0: Spin into the glass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, Todd, just staring at the paper like, I don't know what I want to read. I don't know if I want to continue. <laughs> Nobody Looking at kill that me. stop button.
1: <laughs> <kidding. We> can... <laughs> Where's Jeff? Problem is you're drunk and I'm not for once.
3: <laughs> don't I have a yeah. book to read? Speaking of books to read. Books to read. The book club book this uh, month is you... By uh, Carolyn Kepnes. Yeah, but what's the title? God damn it! I knew it every. But uh, starting tomorrow, the eighth, when this is going up, uh, the Facebook page will be open to discussion of the book. I'm only about a fifth of the way through it. Wow! But it's a, uh, but mostly because not a lot of time, and I will say that all this. Painting and, and game stuff is cutting into my reading time a bit. Yeah. <gasps> yeah.
0: You mean you only have so much time for your hobbies? It's weird, but it's true. Damn. Damn. But as of the 8th, we can start discussing you. Sure.
3: <laughs> 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 director David Fincher, as director of Fight Club, Zodiac, Gone Girl, has teamed up with director Tim Miller, the director of Deadpool, to develop an animated anthology series called Love, Death, and Robots for Netflix. Green light. This will be an adult-themed series that will tell stories from all kinds of different genres, such as science fiction, comedy, fantasy, and horror, quote, including imaginative characters such as sentient dairy products, werewolf soldiers, and robots gone wild, unquote. You broke Andy. Andy's IP
0: is about to
3: veto. (laughs) Milk and cheese, Evan Dorkin. (laughs) Wow.
0: Get these fuckers,
3: wow. Evan. <laughs> <laughs> the series will consist of 18 animated shorts that will be made during various made using various animated styles including a traditional 2D and photo, photorealistic CGI. When talking about the series, Miller said, "Love Death and Robots is my dream project. It combines my love of animation and amazing stories." Midnight movies, comics, books, and magazines of fantastic fiction have inspired me for decades, but they were relegated to the fringe culture of geeks and nerds of which I was a part. I'm so fucking excited that the creative landscape has finally changed enough for adult-themed animation to become part of a larger cultural conversation." Fincher is set to start production on the upcoming World War Z sequel, and Miller is working on the new Terminator film, along with an adaptation of the cyberpunk novel Neuromancer for Fox. Holy crap. Wow. Um,
1: did they do a Neuromancer mo- did they? Was it? Was there a Neuromancer movie or no? Well, I the what? I don't think so. It was Johnny so. Mnemonic, which actually had a couple characters of Neuromancer.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh, that was that was the early... But, well, you know what, dude? Neuromancer was such a big influence. Just about anything cyberpunk out there is Neuromancer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't remember if they'd actually yeah. made that movie. Uh, no, no actual adaption. They yeah. even did that mini series in the 80s. Uh, that, that was like a cyberpunk thing. William Gibson actually even made a cameo in it. Um, God, I can't remember what the hell the title was, but it is you know people not fully comprehending cyberpunk was it max headroom i bet it was max no, headroom no 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 it was a mini series <laughs> and it was uh i watched it and it was just like mm, you know it's a uh, it, you know they they take local like locations kind of dress them up like they're futuristic and you know then throw some cogwheel here and there yeah you know and it's just <sighs> It was, uh, oh well, you know. It, it's really weird, because Altered Carbon, I think, really... Blade Runner, of course, is its own standard. <clears throat> as William Gibson said, no one's going to believe he, he came up with Neuromancer on his own. Because Blade Runner was so close to what he was doing. But uh, Altered Carbon, as the uh, film adaption, was, I think, a very good rendition... Of what cyberpunk is was and um it's amazing he
1: sort of invented both cyberpunk and steampunk (coughs) and
0: and not many people know who he is i mean yeah yeah. well i mean mean, actually tim powers and uh i forget some of the other names were were more in line with the steampunk Anubis Gates the first thing called steampunk was the difference engine well the first thing called steampunk but Anubis Gates was like It that predated the term one of the things about steampunk is that was just that was a term that was thrown out afterward Whereas Gibson Bruce Sterling and a few others were like we want to create a new movement and eventually Gibson gave it the name no Actually, it wasn't Gibson, but there was another author who gave it the names uh, cyberpunk. Mm. Gibson, of course, coined the term cyberspace. but um, So cyberpunk was more of a movement, which is basically uh, authors and editors making a decision and going in a direction. And steampunk really kind of became a genre, which I personally define as publishers and editors or the the audience actually deciding what that is and uh, Anubis Gates predates uh, steampunk by years but it is considered like the defining steampunk story although I mean shit Jules Verne was steampunk to the very very fucking core sure
1: I didn't say invented I said popularized that's why you were staring at me right fuck
0: you Andy don't even try (laughs) you got to get him drunk more often. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, you guys, I've got... Uh, green light. i got some uh, pictures come across my I'm feeling desk.
0: generous today. Let's just pass it Time off. Time
3: for red light, green light. All right. He's feeling oh. drunk and generous. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> That's
1: Ellen DeGeneres' sister, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drunk
4: and generous.
2: Michael Bay's looking at his lips right now. He's like, what kind of movies can I pass by Kay's production house right now? There
0: you go. That's right. UV Ball is like, I'm going to come
2: in oh, yeah. retirement.
0: <laughs> I forgot about him.
3: <laughs> we all did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> After the boxing matches, we didn't care anymore.
0: Oh, my goodness.
3: All right, red light, green light. October Faction is coming to Netflix. It's based on the IDW comic book by the same name, written by Steve Niles. It revolves around two world-renowned monster hunters, Fred and Dolores Allen. The two return home to upstate New York with their children after the death of Fred's father. But as they settle into a life of normality, Fred and Dolores must hide their secret monster-hunting identities from their kids while dealing with the fact that their quiet New York town isn't as peaceful as it might seem. The first season of October Faction consists of 10 episodes, will be run and executive produced by Krypton alum Damian Kindler. Uh, High Park Entertainment is producing with IDW Entertainment. So, uh, red light, green light for October Faction, the Monster Hunter show. I, had, had, it.
0: I yeah, like it. I like it. You had light. me at Monster yeah, Hunter. I That's, like it. It's over. You know what? <laughs> we green lights across the board. I like, I like the idea. That was fast. It was yeah. fast. Look, fast. Dude, the first thing that came up in my mind was Michael Gross and Reba from Tremors, mm-hmm. which is just oh, a wow. hilarious fucking couple and was so great in that movie. And this... I mean, I don't know what they're doing, but my brain... But that's where you went. My brain went to, oh, this is a Michael Gross, Reba McIntyre character. I, I went to Spy Kids, where,
3: anyway, the, where the parents were spies and keeping it secret from the kids. You see, that's the part that puts it over for me. Is I like the whole idea with the the Reba and, and Michael Gross. I also love the idea that they have to hide it from their children, that they do this. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah.
2: I got one cre- monster that they missed, you know, they killed his family or something, he's... Sure, hunting them down. I love it. I That's, like it. No, it's, no, uh, no,
1: honey. There's no monster under your bed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you forgot about me? Oh shit. Okay. <laughs>
2: <Right>. Kick, kick, <laughs> kick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kick, kick, kick. All right, you're good. Oh, it's just
3: your blankets. Kick, kick. All right, that was that was good. Uh, straight up green light. Yeah. Easy off the desk. No problem. All the money behind this. Yeah. All right. Red light, green light. Based on Ben Dunn's manga comic. Warrior Nun Aurelia. Green light. The Netflix series will follow a 19 year old woman who wakes up in a morgue with a second chance at life. Thanks to an ancient and powerful artifact now stuck in her back. A <laughs> <Yeah>, red light. <laughs> That's a red light right there. She joins a secret and selective order of individuals. Don't worry about this sticking into my back. <laughs> what is that? Don't worry about it whose sole duty is to battle demons and other monsters on Earth. All that would be fine if she wasn't also being sought after by the forces of both heaven and hell. Think of it as a mix of Van Helsing, Priest, and Spawn. Uh, Simon Barry from Ghost Wars and Continuum is serving as showrunner and director. Terry Hughes-Burton, the 100 and Eureka, is co-executive producer. And Amy Berg from Counterpoint and Da Vinci's Demons is a consulting producer. So, warrior nun Aurelia, red light. Is it why? Why did the back thing hurt? What? so much?
2: I don't know. I just sound stupid.
3: It. It. It's it, more monster hunting, dude. You're not walking by. No, the back. Yeah, dude. It, okay, listen. Don't listen. blame the. Don't I blame
2: don't like the description of the. If it's not the for the way. Go it. Out of the back,
1: like it's not like it's. It's not like it's a four foot spike. <laughs> I, I know, the but that's. I know, but that's where my head went.
2: <laughs> like a huge thing. Like you try to like buy well, shirts. and like, go oh, shit.
3: Like, let, let me try a, a pay, different pay interpretation. Pay attention to this watching
1: machine in my back.
3: <laughs> maybe, maybe a different interpretation then. Thanks to an ancient and powerful artifact now stuck in her back, she joins a secret and select order of individuals.
0: There you go. Does that convince and you? Your
3: sole duty is to battle demons and other monsters on Earth. <laughs> Does that work? Does that, that do anything? Uh, flicker, flicker and Amber. <laughs> no. Flicker and Amber. <laughs> now it's
0: a refrigerator with the British accent.
3: <laughs> oh, God.
0: I'm all for it. That's that. I mean, I remember that that from the the days. Mm-hmm. Things Jeez. in the back. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have snore. Like, where is she? I don't
2: know. Uh, there she is. See the huge thing sticking out the uh, back. Yeah, It's the right. Quasimodo over there. That's yeah, the one. <laughs>
0: the monkey on my back. But but it. Um, the artifact is a monkey. That's great. You know. Oh well, yeah. There you go. Yeah. No. No. Do it. Green, green light. Two green over here. Two yeah. greens. And Andy I knows who blame he's Canada.
3: Kennedy, you're red? Yeah, I'm still red. Still
2: red. Because my that's where my head went. And I'm sure. Just, I can't get over that. Your head so. went to her back. <laughs> <Thank> God. <laughs>
0: God, is that
3: a unicorn? Yes.
2: Where? What the sparkle is right there. What the hell? Not only is that
3: a unicorn. <laughs> unicorn. That is the last unicorn. That is the last unicorn. That is from the yeah uh, the animated the movie. Last <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. That's what I got my wife for Christmas. Okay.
0: Dude. All right. No, no. So long as it's we both love know, that movie so related. Much. You read the book, right? Uh, I still have not. Read the book. <laughs> Read the book. Dude, it's on his list. It's
3: on my list. It is
0: 2021.
3: Yeah. yeah. Ish. 25. <laughs> All right, red light green. Light. Oh, wait. I didn't get it. Uh, hmm. uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. I'm not sure how I feel about that one. Going uh, to the shock mark? Ignore yeah. the yeah. thing in their back. Yeah. It's, uh,
0: knowing Matt, he'll say, red light.
3: It's, it's not the pot, the secret order of individuals that are fighting monsters. Fine. Uh, it's not the thing in the back <laughs> it's it's that she awakens in a morgue and heaven and hell are fighting for her it, oh don't it doesn't do don't, much doesn't don't, do much i'm, pull, don't I'm pulling you, an Andy don't, here. I'm don't an Andy. don't he's you, allowed to have his own opinion okay shut, shut up. it <laughs> <laughs> okay it it's just it's one step too far for me i Dude, think going to be Bam. killing
0: shit it's yeah. a chick.
3: A 19-year-old 19, 19
0: with a sword. Come on. Come on. I have no Todd. issue with that part oh, of it. Todd. Really. That Todd. part I have no issue with. If ever think on of K's K's. the
3: posters. Think of all the merch. She's a warrior nun. I'm kind of behind those two There words. you go. Especially if they go full Catholic. Yeah, all right. If all you're right.
1: ever on Kay's computer and you see the tab that says 19-year-olds with swords,
3: don't click on it. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, I got to change my password. I'm going to give this just... I'm going to give this a tentative green light, but my green light is going to be insistent on the fact that this is heavily steeped in Catholicism. All right.
0: Fine. Whatever <laughs> gets us the <laughs> That's money. That's what I want. She's I want Whatever therapy. gets us the money.
3: Yeah, I, I want I want saints. I I want the the Catholic version of heaven and hell and purgatory. I want it all heavily researched. They, uh, Pope they, 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 and the yeah. Pope the concept purgatory.
1: Yeah. They got rid of Purgatory. It's not part of the you document say, did
3: anymore.
2: Did you say heavenly research?
3: Um, the fact heavily. that it's gone is part of that whole thing. So yeah, yeah you, you can't retcon here. She can
0: be in Purgatory and be like, this
3: isn't supposed to fucking
0: be here. And they just start right, killing it's like the fa- shit. It's like
3: the Phantom Zone. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what that means. Right. So, I don't either. So three green lights is yeah. what it means. <laughs> That's what it means.
2: Okay, go ahead. What's next? Let's go.
3: All right. What monster do we have now? Not funding that last one. Yeah. Red light, green light. Ridley Scott will be producing and directing the sci-fi drama Raised by Wolves for TNT. The show will revolve around androids bringing up human children in galactic colonies. As the humans on the new planet begin to quarrel over religious beliefs the robots learn that almost nothing can stop a human being once they have become enraged beyond reason. Quote, I'm always searching for a new frontier in the sci-fi genre and having found a true original in raised by wolves, a wholly distinct and imaginative world full of characters struggling with existential questions. What makes us human? What constitutes a family? What if we could start over again and erase the mess we've made of our planet? Would we survive? Would we do better? Said Scott in a statement. The show will be written by Aaron Gaskowski, who did pri- Prisoners. Guzikowski. Uh, you know, like,
0: don't talk to me. <laughs> don't talk to
3: me. I'm going to drink your drink.
2: <laughs> I like it. G- give me that. Like I need it. some of that. Do not like offend it. the
1: Grand Dupa of Poland, Aaron.
3: <laughs> That's true. Good point. All right. Ridley Grand S- Dupa? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Motherfucker. <laughs> So Dupa
0: is a badly, badly mispronounced translation of dupka, which is but. Yeah. <laughs> For you people out there who don't know what Andy just listen, tried to listen, do.
2: Listen, shove a probe in your mouth and shut up. Alright?
0: We got we got yeah. proper things here. So the important thing about. The probe doesn't go in your mouth. Alright, Father Dupka. Prog- 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 D- light green light. Green light, because I didn't understand anything you just said. <laughs> Uh, I understand everything
1: you said. I like it. Green light. Now I we like understand it. Hollywood. Where the, where's the monster hunting? You're right. We deviated from that a little bit. <laughs> no, no, no,
2: no. There is monster robots. hunting. Inside us all. See? Ah. The, that's a, that's a very good rid- look. The monster, <laughs> that's that's monster
3: really, is inside you all the time. Exactly. exactly. There you go. It's a very Ridley Scott thing he's doing right there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Robots. Um, uh, I want to say no because TNT, but i got to say yes for Ridley
3: Scott. He's, he's got a pretty good track record. So, yeah. Greenlight. Not only does it have the androids bringing up human children in galactic colonies, already a thumbs up for me, but the fact that the the colonies are quarreling over religion, I'm in. The, the religion puts it over the top, oh, especially if they make right. it Catholicism.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that will be funny if it turns out
0: they're quarreling over Buddhism and Hinduism. Oh, that would be great. And you see Todd just sitting there, God damn it. No, no, I am more peaceful than you. <laughs>
1: Thank
3: you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then the the Catholic—I'll
0: show you how we do it, full sword oh, whatever. That's 19, a nice, report. a nice anime Catholicism, right? Yeah. I—it's funny. I—I I now use this example when people bitch about discussions of cultural appropriation because the the baseline of the real stuff is an unmindful seizing of a cultural image and using it for your own purposes with no thought about it. And it's sort of like, what the hell does that mean? You know, we're used to Indians. We're used to, uh, 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 antebellum black slave life. We, there are a whole bunch of things that we appropriate that nobody gives any thought to. But, Man oh man. I I can't remember the title of it, but there was a Japanese anime of a dude dressed like a Templar, right down to the you know the the tabard with a big okay. cross on it, had nothing to do with Christianity. Nothing. It was pure image and I was looking at that and I'm like, I think it's priest, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I dude, I can't remember what it was. But um, it wasn't the main character. But anyway, the point was: is it was an anime from a manga that it was like you could point to that and give a little context and and show someone from the West what cultural appropriation is. So because the- it was just it was just using cool imagery, which I personally I'm okay with. But I looked at that. And when I saw the image, I'm like, okay, we're going to get a statement about this. We're going to say something about this. And none of that was there because they were just using the cool imagery of a Templar knight. You know? Flowing robes, man.
1: Yeah. So it's the equivalent of hearing a British guy to an American accent. You're you know. <laughs>
0: oh,
3: boy. yeah. Uh, I want to apologize for my British accent. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Swipe, mate. You keep going. Uh, So that's green lights across the board, right? Really? Sure. Why the fuck not, dude? You're violent. It's gonna be a long. I told you
0: once. Shut up. I'm not gonna tell you again.
3: He's an angry drunk. (laughs) Shut up, Torgo. (laughs) I'm not saying shit. Red light, green light. Fox twenty one. Red light is developing a television adaptation of Jim Butcher's Dresden Files book series. Oh, yes. With the first book published in 2000, the series is told from the point of view of Harry Dresden, a private investigator wizard who chases down and solves supernatural mysteries in Chicago. In the last 18 years, 14 more books have been released. The books did have a short-lived adaptation on the Sci-Fi Channel back in 2007. Dresden Files. Running for 12 episodes, starring a Paul Blackthorne, who was in Arrow, in the title role. So, Jim Butcher, Dresden Files, Red Light, Green Light. Red Light, it's already been done. They tried it, they failed. Exactly. Can't do do it again. That
0: was back in the days when Sci-Fi series were sort of like modern day youtube web series so
3: let's <laughs> we got is true they the, the quality has ramped yeah come on but come then on. again this isn't this is fox fox 21. so we can fox all
0: 21. have a big celebration party when they cancel it after the 13th episode right after they show it out of order but after those 13 out of order episodes will be boss and
1: they'll only show six of
0: the episodes well, you know, Andy, don't ruin this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying green light because Dresden is a great IP and and deserves a decent adaptation.
3: So I've only read the first book. I enjoyed what I read. I'll be glad to it's see
0: a this. It's a very popular show. IP. Yeah. I, I, I will
1: say green light because for the same reason Kay does, and also I know one of the characters. So carry on. What do you mean you know? Was that like a mic drop <laughs> or
0: something? Was, like, what that was, was that? That was good, Torgo, the way you just were like, oh. No, a, a guy
1: I know out in California is a friend of Butcher's, and, and he actually used him as a basis for one of the characters. Okay. Neat. Yeah. Very neat. That
3: is very cool, but needed explanation.
1: I know, but I was doing, what was, what was it you called me? The, oh, the the grenade. Yeah, yes. the
3: Andy Dangle, where yeah. he's just sort of like. I yeah. should call it something else. <laughs> yeah. the, An- the Andy, Andy Dangle is working the for me. The Andy yeah. Dangle. <laughs> He dangles
0: it in front of you and then just waits. Yeah, that that, that smile.
3: (laughs) Now he wishes it were black. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh, boy.
1: (laughs) That
0: wasn't me, folks. I think (laughs) sober one said. I think your drunk is passing on to the rest of us. (laughs) You know what? I've had a couple, and I'm just blowing off stress. Yeah, I
1: know.
3: And
0: it's great. Oh, okay.
3: Why not you, Matt? You just stole the red light on the Dresden? Yes, yeah. It's what? already been done. Bitch. It doesn't Are
2: matter. Like it's going Is he your teacher? Listen. It's going to be made anyways, so it doesn't matter. Oh. You get your way. He is like me. He's doing my wife. Yeah, he's doing your wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the hell?
3: All right, all right. Red light, green light. CBS will release. All Access? No? No, I don't think so. I think this is all right, straight green light. on CBS. <laughs>
2: I don't even know what it is. Green light. You're putting on your... uh, Whatever. We'll release a ghost hunting drama series. (laughs) Red light. (laughs) Red fucking (laughs) lights.
0: Matt's like, I like this path. Oh, I just stepped in shit. And he's scraping his
3: feet. It's not a dog. (laughs) When you gotta go, you gotta go. will release a ghost hunting drama series from Brian and Mark Gunn, the duo that wrote and produced 2012's Journey to the Mysterious Island, titled Otherworld. The show will is similar to The Ghost Whisperer and Medium, in which a woman gains the ability to communicate with the dead, helping them solve their unfinished business and move on to the next world. The duo is set to write and produce alongside Dan Lin, who did the Lego movie, Brian is the brother of James and Sean Gunn, while Mark is their cousin. Both are currently working on the scripts for Netflix adaptation of Mark Miller's Jupiter's Legacy comic. So there, that's what you got. It's a ghost hunting drama series that has no name yet. Oh, wait, Otherworld. There it is. Name so good, I forgot it. Yeah, Red red Light.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just have no patience for ghost stories at all. Um I, I, I think I, my patience for ghost stories is, is limited to one. You know, Ghost, Patrick Swayze, Whoopi Goldberg, that's it. That's all I need for ghost stories. I'm done. It's a good ghost story. Yeah, and that's it.
0: I just don't find the concept intriguing. And at this all. is
1: reality, right?
2: Reality, I, reality no, this, this no, 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 no. This is scripted.
0: No, no, no. no, 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 no. Oh. Mm. I, I was with you yeah. there. I thought it. When I heard Ghost Hunter, <laughs> I instantly went to reality
3: show. But yeah, has it, the whole ghost hunting reality show passed on? I know I Ghost Adventures is still out hope there. The fucking but so. that seems to be the the last standing creature. Yeah, I think
1: the guy that was making all the money off it took the money and made a haunted house here a in town. museum yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's still
3: doing the show, is he? Yeah, that show's wow. still happening. Oh, Andy, wow, got to keep that museum up and yeah. running. <laughs> Who's all, who else watching it? Paul's not watching anymore because you know. I I. I always call the show Manuals at Ghosts because that's all I see whenever Manuels I turn door. It yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Good point. Manuals at door. That's more. Well, like, more
0: what was the other one? Ghost Hunters
2: International or whatever it was? That Both one? of them. That
3: was the spin off. Ghost Hunters was
2: what the was original
0: What was the Highway Ghost one? That wasn't... Oh, with um, Ozzy
2: Osbourne, uh, Jack Osbourne? That one. I, I, yeah, um, uh, yeah, I don't
0: know. Yeah.
2: And Rob Lowe or no? Yeah, then, got, the, then you had the Low Files. The Low File. Okay. I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> what the fuck? I got to But head these head are all gone. Out. Yeah. Good
0: riddance. Good lord. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a fictional show. I'll give a tentative green light because why not? But Oof, they're not monsters, they're ghosts. Ghosts can be monsters. Sorta. Yeah. Uh, Some I've, can be violent. <laughs> there can be a nun with a sword. Yeah.
1: A 19 year old nun with a sword. Oh, uh, right. A cu- culturally appropriated 19 year old.
0: I'll be in my bunk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just with wraps on?
1: Not even.
0: <laughs> <sighs> what, <laughs> Todd? You had something
3: to say? I got nothing.
2: <laughs> Little cross paper. Oh, never mind. I <laughs> love haunted
3: house stories. I love haunted houses. I'm not so big on why? Straight on ghost stories. Okay. I no, like no. haunted places. Uh, the concept of the cursed
1: place appeals to you, but the yes. haunted house doesn't. Or the, the ghost hunting doesn't.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, the ghost hunting thing it does It depends kind of on what they up. do
0: with ghosts. Ghosts, I mean. Ghostbusters
3: tip- is a great movie. You know.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Poltergeist yeah, is a ghost
3: story. It's a haunted house story. It's a haunted it's house also story. Of course. One story. of your favorites. Yeah, it is. So what- yeah, but. You know? I consider that more a haunted house story than a ghost story. Hey, but. What about the Conjuring universe? Nevertheless, mm-hmm. that's fun. Or the
1: God,
0: I can't even remember So the Ghostbusters
1: title. and Ghosts are kind of the opposite ends of the spectrum on how the ghosts <sighs> activate.
0: But both very funny movies. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg's hilarious. Yes, yeah, she is. Green line. Patrick Swayze not so much.
3: I don't know. I, I guess the thing that kind of throws it under the bus for me is that the the equating it to the the ghost, ghost whisperer, whisperer and medium and so on. That's <laughs> man yells like ghosts. That, that's that's the style that I don't when it comes to ghost stories, I don't care much for. Is the whole that's fine in Ghost with Whoopi Goldberg as the medium that that's the ghost on? Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that for a story. I don't think I want to see that week after week, right?
0: Why not? You don't want to see the little woman from Poltergeist week after week. You know, going through. and This, this house, house is clear. clear. But that's
3: just it. She's going house to house. Yeah. Cleansing the house. There you but, go.
0: I like that. That was good. <laughs> there you
3: go. This See? house is clear. <laughs> and it wouldn't, you know, just yeah, smooth yeah. the oh, hair exactly. and look at the video.
0: But, you know, I mean, that, uh, it's different for me. Because you and I had a radically different upbringing. Mm. Because my mom went through a zone where all that was real. Ah. And so, you know, you could watch Poltergeist, and I would, like, shit my pants because, according to everything my mom told me, this could happen. And I'd met people who were like that woman. I I, I, I feel so bad because I can't remember her name. The or character or Zelda something. Or- yeah, but she, you know, the, the whole medium go in, feel the aura of the house and what you got to do to... You know, there was a brief time in my childhood when my mom was in those circles, so that—that that burning sage, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, uh, yeah, I. I pissed her off one time because she was cleansing my room, and when I was vacuuming, <laughs> I actually vacuumed up an inch worth of the salt that was bordering the door. Oh, dude, yeah, that's, that's, that's bad, bad news. You should have just like bad threw news. yourself against the
3: wall like, uh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> He's lucky the entity didn't do that to him for the first place. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so it you know, sure. it was it was a big thing, but. Um,
1: the actress's name was Zelda May Rubenstein. The character is Tangina Barons. That's what yeah. I said.
0: Yeah. And, you know, so that sort of thing, that actually has a kind of appeal to me uh, just because of my lunatic childhood. So. Yeah, I, I had people who believed in ghosts when I was growing up to around me, but not my
1: folks. We had friends, though, that well, had... Well, you're uh, from the
2: New England area, which is... Yeah, it's ghost central. In, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they had an old house that... Uh, The kids supposedly talk to their invisible playmates, and they both focus on the same thing. And they had... uh, Creepy. I like it. They had uh, an exorcist come and shoo away the... uh, They brought it... The children? It was babies. (laughs) There was babies that had died in in the house. And so they they summoned like a nursemaid ghost to take away the babies, and then stuff kept happening. They found out it was a mom looking for the babies, I don't know what they did then. I didn't follow the
0: story at that point. But at that point, you just got to get yeah, child protection services.
3: Well, that's what the nurse made, hiding the babies from the mom. Yeah. Turned a over, yeah. Got rid of the babies. Yeah. And then mom Always did. look
0: for a relative. Child that, objections, relative.
3: And then you exercise the, the, the mom, and then daddy comes. And oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, went, I went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> from pointed at a cave. Not pointing, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, You yeah, no. yeah, yeah. just
1: reminded me of something With something you said. Those abruptly, abductions, yeah. I did a Weird it. rabbit hole <laughs> about the Texas uh, murder thing that we talked about. The uh, Oh, the town that dreaded Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I looked at that at Wikipedia today for a while. That was bizarre. Oh,
0: God, the reality of that story that it's based on. But it's it's it, very thinly based it, on it. Yeah, and it, but it is so twisted. And then the movie, as a kid, just scared the living shit out of I'd me. I've never seen it. The the, town, tar- the Tex Arcana Killer, Tex Arcana, Tex Arcana is, Arcana is, fandom. is a, a city or a town. It's on, on the border of Texas, on the border of Texas and our Arkansas, and when well, the fifties was the fifties, the sixties, No, it was the 46, 40s, okay, forty-six. The forties, right after the war, there was a serial killer who preyed on people in the local lovers' lane, where you know people would, kids would go to park. I bet that's, I bet that's where the whole lovers' lane uh, trope comes from. Yeah, And uh, you go, you park there, you watch the submarine races, you know, and then he would come along, this guy in a hood with the uh, uh, eye holes cut out. I mean, fucking like right out of goddamn Friday the 13th, except, you know, 40 years before, the guy in a hood shows up and he's like this, he's supposed to be a big ass dude and incredibly strong, and he's doing things like pulling kids out of the cars and killing them in savage ways. And one of the scenes that... You gotta do it with your bare hands. Yeah. No, 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 no. Knives. Knives and... No, bare hands. He had guns, too. He was... It was crazy. In, uh, in the movie. The, in, 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 in the movie. In reality, it was uh,
1: what you said, the guy with the hood. Only one couple saw them because only one couple survived it. Yeah. Um and he had a gun. He had a gun, and he, he made the, the first one. He hit, the first people he did. He didn't fail. He failed to kill them, but he knocked them up bad. He broke the guy's skull, uh, but he made the guy take his trousers off. Then he made the girl run, and then he chased her down, saying, "Why are you running?"
0: Yeah, I, it, dude, it's like an it's like an old the 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 re, the real story is goes way back and is like the beginning of really creepy, nasty, scary serial killer stuff. And, uh, unsolved, and then and unsolved. Yeah, the guy. Maybe they figured out who he was, but uh, they never got a. They never got anybody. And in the movie, he did all sorts of sadistic things. So there was one thing where he got a hold of uh, a band guy and his girlfriend, and he like ties the girlfriend to a tree, and he ties his knife to the trombone, and ah. he's like, <laughs> you know, just. Play, not he can't play a trombone but he's blowing through it as he extends it and is like stabbing her with the knife and that was a scene that as a kid really stuck with me as like stuck with you It just yeah <laughs> right it was just it's it's a crazy movie it's and it's also done it is an odd a, detail that's yeah. a
3: detail that would stick with you
0: and it's also done in that kind of, kind of 70s documentary style but where you almost. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre
3: kind of story.
0: Okay, so
1: like Legend of Boggy Creek, which freaked me yeah. out as a kid. Oh, yeah. Jesus fuck.
0: That movie just, yeah. Bathrooms were never the same nope. after that. And I lived in the woods with a bathroom window right out of the woods. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> Heart
3: Attack City. <laughs> I can't even remember what we did with this ghost. <laughs> We red-lighted it. Everybody red-lighted it. (laughs) All right, I got got time for one more. One more. Green light. I got got a a feeling this is going to be a green light. Sci-Fi Channel is developing a reboot of Night Gallery. Oh, yes. An anthology series from the 70s that was created by the Twilight Zone's Rod Serling. The revival is being helmed by Teen Wolf creator, EP Jeff Davis, and Midnight Texas EP David Jaldari. The series will be produced by Universal TV and Universal Cable Productions. While Night Gallery is often forgotten in favor of Twilight Zone, the series presented in full color was a return to an anthological form for the television writer. Like he did with Twilight Zone, Serling hosted each episode standing in an eerily lit gallery of unsettling portraits that reflected the stories we were about to be told. the format became influential in its own right inspiring programs like Aunt, uh, Alton Brown's Good Eats on Food Network the show what? right
0: <laughs> what the fuck
3: <laughs> the show ran for a total of 3 seasons had over 40 episodes between 1970 and 1973 although the pilot partly directed by pre-jaws Steven Spielberg aired in 1969 oh. Off- what was the pilot? Was It, it wasn't Duel, was it? That had Joan Crawford? I don't know. I,
0: oh, I think I remember that one now. I think she yes. was the one who starred in that, and it was sort of the whole keep the relative
3: upstairs. And uh, Wow, that was a long time ago. Often more horror-based than the show that inspired it, Night Gallery still included the shocking twists Serling had become famous for. Some of the most iconic segments include The Caterpillar, and Midnight Never Ends also notable are the adaptations of short stories by H.P. Lovecraft such as Pickman's Model and Cool Air mm. Night Gallery returning to sci-fi it was actually it was too
1: scary for me i remember mm. a couple of it episodes, was creepy as fuck but i was i was that was, was 70 i was yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah yeah you were 40 by then yeah
1: <laughs> although um, you were so old although um <laughs> Uh, uh, Night Gallery. Night, night Stalker. Kolchak? The Kolchak, the, the Night Stalker was a similar time. Maybe a little later. Okay. And I loved that show because it was monster hunting. Bonsies but yeah. yeah totally, I never watched the original but I'm going to green light it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to totally green light it and greenlight. I'm going to try and hunt down the original so I can watch those again.
3: I, uh, I hope they keep the actual conceit and make actual paintings. Oh, they best. Like yeah. they,
1: they did. Please. Because that that's
3: such a, a neat gimmick. Yeah.
1: It was. I the not Episode six in my head is one called Green Fingers.
3: That, for some reason, strikes a chord to me, too, and I'm not sure why. I know it's, it's well-known. It's an
1: old woman who's not selling her house, and they're trying to get her to sell her house, and uh, she you know, I just want to sell it because she's got her garden there, and everything she plants grows in the garden. And uh, they finally bring thugs over and cut off some of her fingers and kill her. But she, before, they, before she dies, she runs off to the garden, and she's burying something. And the end of the episode is she comes up all covered with roots and dirt, says, Everything I plant in my garden grows. Even me. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. That we was that stuck in my yeah, head, man.
0: There was a one episode, there was like this hole in the ground and this field. And some kid's dog fell into it. And they kept hearing this moaning oh, you know, coming from the hole. And the kid's just like, I want my dog. I want my dog. And, you know, the father and townsfolk gather around. And they're like, there's nothing we can do. I don't know what's... He fell in that hole. And the kid's like, I just need my paw, my dog, my dog. And so the father's like, all right, I'll go in. And they lower him down with a rope. And he just goes weird and they pull him out of the hole and he's just like and he's like chasing after the crowd and that is where it ends it was just that's my memory of it creepy fucking shit it just blew my head the things you don't see And, and there are a number of stories that i remember that i didn't even know was night gallery it's like, I one time clicked on the night gallery Wikipedia and was going through story synopses, and I'm like, oh, that's where that memory came from. That's where that story is from. Holy crap. There was a bunch of them. You must have been running, because you wouldn't have been watching it as a kid. You would have been watching it. I was it. super young. Wow. I was super young. Yeah. Wow. I didn't exist. <laughs> So you did
2: well.
3: You still don't exist. Mm. You know what? Uh, I was born in '73, so mm. it's last year I was born. Hence, I was inspired by. Down. There you go. This conceived. is where Todd was during conceived. an episode. <laughs> I told you out. Everything I story. plant in the garden grows. Yeah. So. <laughs> what grows on you? Write to us comments oh, at uglycouchshow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. Commander K, designated driver. Maple Leaf Matt, <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week in Geek. And yes, spoiler talk next week. Hello, High Water. No Jeff, all Jeff. Whether I've seen it or not, Spider Man, Aquaman. We'll talk. About Please it. see them. see them both. Yeah. They're great.
0: Am I really that bad? Am I gonna like no, listen to this episode
3: and be like, no, you're, oh, no, you're glorious. God. In I'm fact, so embarrassed. In fact, it's going to be a bunch of shock monkeys going more drunk. K, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> get, that, get that. Buy that man some oh shots. God.
0: Let's, give, let's
1: give Andy some absinthe and care some more whiskey. Jake, Jake is going to
0: be sending us cases of something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> eh, well, but uh, yeah. Go see Aquaman and Spider Verse.
3: Aquifer and Spider Man.
0: Yeah, Aquiverse and Spider Man, but it's just they're both they're both fun. They're both fun. Uh. Aquaman is just wonderfully well done, as Andy said. They make the fucking traditional costume work, Mm -hmm. and Mira uh, is cool. And Mira is like this character we kind of laugh at when we're playing DC deck building,
1: but she is (laughs) cool in the (laughs) movie. Yeah.
0: Andy's like, you know, ordinarily I wouldn't pick up Mira when I, but I'm going to do it because of the movie. Oh wow! Yeah, and yeah, and inspires gameplay. Yeah, (laughs) and Spider Verse.
1: Just, you if can't touch it. If for some, some freakish reason you can only see one on a big screen, see Spider-Verse on a big
3: screen. Oh, Andy, what, what don't create controversy. All. What I love about Spider-Verse and what I'm just seeing in social media is the amount of people going to see it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worth it because there is so much to take in
0: visually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went my second designs. time with oh. Andy. Characters,
1: oh, we're getting into details, but yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's worth seeing. Go see it. All right. Do it. You heard him. Do I'm it. I'm going to go see it. See Night Gallery. <laughs> yeah, i got to find a working file. For- that must be available somewhere. It's on DVD. Yeah, yeah it But is. it must be available on some streaming service somewhere now. Oh, God.
0: I mean, I'll, I'll buy it on DVD. Night Gallery All Access. Yeah, exactly. Night Gallery <laughs> Ro- All Access. Oh, oh, guys. What? The Rod Serling channel. <gasps> I totally subscribe to that.
2: I wouldn't because you know my views on more Fuck streaming you. services. Fuck <laughs> you. Many as of right now,
0: fuck you with a moose with an angry moose
2: moose moose streaming service. <laughs> That's the secret, all, all the Degrassi high. Like,
0: <laughs> I'm, a, I'm in, I'm <laughs> on board. Oh, god, I'm really, really, <laughs> yeah. You just had to kiss the host's ass. Caboose That's
3: the right. moose, I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> moose, the moose.